At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the look ahead with scott seidenberg on vsin the sports betting network Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook here in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Follow along on Twitter at Scott's On Air and at VSIN Live. Sunday Night Baseball concludes another exciting weekend of Major League Baseball. The Dodgers finishing off a sweep of the San Diego Padres. This one, a 4 nothing score here on Sunday Night Baseball. Cody Bellinger with two home runs. Talk about breaking out of a slump for Cody and uh, some production there at the bottom of the Dodgers lineup. And it's, it's interesting because leading up until this series, the conversation surrounding both of these teams was all about the reaction to the trade deadline. The Padres go out and make the biggest splash in the past maybe several seasons by acquiring Juan Soto from the Washington Nationals. And it wasn't just the Soto move. It was Soto with Josh Bell. It was getting Brandon Drury from the Cincinnati Reds. And a day earlier, it was acquiring one of the great closers in the game in Josh Hader from the Milwaukee Brewers. This Padres team was as stacked, or is currently as as stacked as can be, or I should say they will be when Fernando Tatis Jr. comes back and is inserted into this lineup. So, on one hand, you could say, yeah, Padres were not at full strength, but this is the first, this was the first test for the new look Padres since the trade deadline, because prior to taking on the Dodgers, they were able to handle themselves against the Colorado Rockies taking, what, four out of five games against the Rockies? And here they have a test against the Dodgers, and they fail miserably. Dodgers route them in game one, eight to one, game two, an eight to three final, and then four nothing here where, granted, you Darvish, what more can you ask from the guy? Darvish gives you six innings of two-run ball. On a normal occasion, you should be able to win that game. But Tyler Anderson, seven innings of two-hit baseball, and the Dodgers able to get a 4 nothing win and sweep the Padres. I'll be honest. After the trade deadline, I had talked about 
if these two teams match up in the postseason, which it appears they are destined to do. They will line up probably, well, most likely in that divisional round because the Padres will be a wild card. They're, I don't know if they'll be, the, the, I don't think they're going to climb up to the first wild card, but they'll be in that 2-3 wild card range, which means that um, the third wild card is going to face uh, division winners. The other two wild cards face each other. Uh, and it's going to wind up if the Padres get out of that wild card, which they should, they're going to face the Dodgers. And when that series happens, prior to this weekend series, I was saying, I think I would take the Padres. Especially at the plus money value that you're going to get with the Padres in that series against the Dodgers. Because despite the gaudy numbers this season, I was really not a fan of the Dodgers starting rotation. And I felt that pitching matters more than the lineup in October. And if you're lining up the Dodgers with Tyler Anderson, who was fantastic here on Sunday night, Tony Gonsolin, Julio Urias, I mean, Kershaw... His health issues, I don't know if he's going to be healthy, but if he is, we'll line up Kershaw. But the Padres are able with Darvish, with Manaya, with Clevenger and Snell and Musgrove. I just felt I would take the money with the Padres. But this weekend series was as big of a flex as you can give. The Dodgers went out there and just smacked little brother around and said, you might have made the biggest splash at the trade deadline, but we are still the best team in Major League Baseball. Dodgers are 75-33. and It's no longer the Yankees who have the best record in Major League Baseball. The Yankees have lost five straight games. The Dodgers have won eight straight games. Dodgers are the best team in Major League Baseball. And they completely flex their muscle here against the Padres. And I think it erases, and I understand, I understand that Tatis is not there, so it's not technically this 100% iteration of the San Diego Padres. But, the Dodgers this weekend erased all the good feelings that people had about the Padres after the trade deadline. And everyone who rushed to place their bets on the Padres to win the National League, I think after this three-game series and a reality check by the Los Angeles Dodgers, they might not be thrilled that they placed that bet right now. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. But is there a team out there that I think is the bet to make right now over the Los Angeles Dodgers? The answer is yeah. The New York Mets. 
The New York Mets are the second favorite in the National League behind the Dodgers. And what we saw here on Sunday was the exclamation point on why I think the Mets are going to the World Series. They didn't make a big splash at the trade deadline. They didn't acquire an elite arm or even any arm to help them out in their rotation. They got some bats to add some power to their lineup, much needed power that was missing. I mean, you have Pete Alonso, but behind Pete Alonso, there really wasn't much. So the Mets bolstered their designated hitter spot. They acquired Dan Vogelbach, Darren Ruff. So that's a nice little lefty-righty platoon. Tyler Naquin provides some pop as well when you put him in the outfield. And so the Mets lineup now, a little bit more formidable. But the biggest acquisition the Mets made at the trade deadline was the return of Jacob deGrom from the I.L. And on Sunday, Jacob deGrom made his first start at City Field in over a calendar year. And deGrom was elite. Took a perfect game into the sixth inning before walking a batter and giving up a home run and being taken out of the game. He retired the first 17 batters he faced. 12 of them retired via the strikeout. That is as dominant an outing that you will find. Five and two-thirds innings, one hit, the two-run home run by Dansby Swanson after the walk of Andrianza. That's the only damage that the defending World Series, World Series champs, the team that is in second place and was creeping up on the New York Mets, that's all they could do against Jacob deGrom. 17 straight batters retired to start the game. Only five of them put the baseball in play. 12 strikeouts out of the first 17 batters. He is otherworldly. And you put him in a rotation that already has Max Scherzer and guys behind them that are pitching tremendously. Chris Bassett, Carlos Carrasco, Taiwan Walker. Let's not forget Tyler McGill on the IL. David Peterson, a lefty that can give you length. The Mets right now are the bet to make in the National League because when you have to face DeGrom and Scherzer, four games out of seven, and that's not even counting if one of them is going to start on three days rest and pitch a game seven. You know, like what if what if the Mets line up this rotation in a seven-game series and have Scherzer pitching on three days rest and go one four seven, which teams have done in the postseason many, many times. That could happen. If that happens, you have Scherzer one four seven and DeGrom two six. You got to face them five out of seven games. How are you winning four of those games? 
But forget about that. Just just think in realistic terms, you know, the rational terms, whatever, the normal schedule of having both those guys pitch two games each in a seven-game series. You got to beat one of them. I just, I don't see the Mets losing four games in a seven-game series when four of those games are going to be pitched by both Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer. This is the bet to make now in the National League. The Mets in the postseason. Coming up next, we'll get the view from Vegas from our very own Dave Tooley. See what he's got cooking up as well. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Joining us now to get the view from Vegas, our very own Dave Tooley. Dave, uh, you heard uh, the last segment I was talking about the New York Mets as the bet to make in the National League as dominant as Jacob DeGrom was here on Sunday. Your thoughts on the Amazons? Yeah, they've really been impressive lately. And uh, yeah, I also agree with what you said about the Padres. I, I have some division odds for in AL, I mean NL, and the World Series from before the season. But yeah, they're they're definitely not a play now in my mind because uh, they're not going to catch the Dodgers for the division, so they're going to have to go through the wild card route. And so who you know who knows what's going to happen there. So yeah, you definitely want to focus on a team that's going to win their division for starters. So I like the Mets in that regard. Although I would throw out. An argument for the uh, for the Cardinals, okay, who have been red hot, seven straight wins. Every every year they look like a middle of the road team, but you know I think it's just an organizational thing. They just know how to win, and they put their teams together. And 
you know, play good defense. And, you know, again, here they are making a run. They're now on top of the Brewers in the NL Central. But right now, they're, they're at Circa. You can get them at 13.5 to 1 to win the NL and 28 to 1 to win the World Series. So, so I think if someone's looking for a future bet and, you know, try and lock in a good number, uh, I, I think that would be the, uh, the value play for me. I don't hate it. Uh, I, I just wonder if, because they're going to be the, the third place division winner. Which means they're playing in the wild card series, so it's just it's it's an extra layer that they're going to have to get through, as opposed to like the Mets or the Dodgers. That's my only concern. Mm-hmm. You know, with, with a team like that. Right, fair enough. But again, it's you know last year the you know the Cardinals made that great run in September, mm-hmm. and they did, they just seem to get their teams ready for the for the playoffs here. So it's uh yeah, it's going to be a fun stretch run here. Yeah, yeah, they they are it really. You think that this is going to be a down year, and it's the farewell tour for Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina? But uh, nope, this team just brings up some more young talent, and they keep on winning. Uh, speaking of winning, you've been crushing the first five game, uh, Dave Tooley. Impressive uh, with the run there and Tooley's takes. You have a first five play coming up uh, for Monday? Uh, yeah, it's, it's not the strongest card. I wasn't too thrilled with many of the games. But uh, the one I do kind of like more than the others is I'm sitting here right now, and I'll, I'll write my column for the morning later tonight. But the, the Angels, you know, first five, even money, Against the A's, uh, you know, obviously the Angels have been a disappointment all year. Um, you know, certainly a better team than the A's should have a, should have a much better record. But uh, you know, the, Jose Suarez against Cole Irvin, uh, that's that's pretty much a watch as well. So I th- again, I think just you know, at even money, I think the Angels is the play there. The first five. I might look at fading the Blue Jays tomorrow uh, a little bit. I am not a Yusei Kikuchi fan. I feel like I've bet against them so many times this season. Although I will give him this. Since he returned from the IL, he's put together uh, some decent starts. So maybe he figured something out in his time away. But uh, it just seems like a guy that gives up a ton of hard contact. And perhaps uh, the Orioles at home might be able to get him at a little plus money price. So yeah, what's, what's the what's the price on that? I was I was looking at that one earlier, but I, th- I thought it was a little short. Plus one, plus one thirty right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't think it's quite that high. So yeah, that that might end up being my second play because I had like three other games I was looking at. Then, yeah, it's a short card. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> and, is. Uh, like I said, not, nothing that I really loved. Like I, I did love the Cardinals uh, the last two days against the Yankees. Those mm. those came through, but uh, yeah, again, hopefully we can uh, keep the winning coming. Shortening the game to five innings. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be even higher. By the way, that price I, I bet on Monday that the on the uh, Blue Jays and Orioles. I bet you people come in on the Blue Jays. That's, that's yeah. A lot, a lot of times I've been finding that with my plays that I've been I've been getting better numbers on. Even posting in in my daily two mm-hmm. takes today column. Um, again, if you're especially if you're fading a really popular team, you know you you, you kind of you know expect that the late money. Late public money is going to come in on that and drive the price up a little bit. So, you know, hopefully pick up an extra, you know, nickel or dime here here and there. Dave, let me ask you about the NFL preseason. Uh, Gets kicked off last week, obviously the Hall of Fame game, and then coming up here this week, the week one, official week one of the preseason gets underway. Do you play a lot of preseason football? What's your take on betting the preseason or just the way that you, you use the preseason to get ready for the regular season? Well, it, it's certainly changing now with the cutback from four games to three. 
Um, you know, so you know a lot of the long, long-held beliefs and opinions about preseason football might be changing here right before our eyes. So it, we're still learning on how some of these coaches are going to are affecting having one fewer game, and plus, you know, a lot less contact at practices, <laughs> less practice time because of the deal with the players' association. All all those kind of things, I think, you know, lead to you know the teams not being quite as ready. And so I, I think even though the the totals are have been shaded down because you know we've seen over the years that the scoring the preseason games lower lower unders keep coming in, and so I think you know even though I had the over in the Hall of Fame game, I mean, I'll probably have like seventy five percent of my plays in the preseason will be on the unders. Mm. Um, again, I'm, I I usually start off playing you know maybe I'll play three or four games this weekend and I'll see how it's going and then see if I'm going to, you know, play more or just step back and wait for the regular season. So every, every year it's a little different in, in how many games I end up playing. But I do kind of like the Patriots this Thursday against the Giants. You know, Gi- Giants have a new coach, so, you know, he, he's learning how to handle this whole preseason too. And then you obviously have Bill Belichick, who uh, always game plans <laughs> and knows what he's going to be doing. So I think there's a little bit of a edge there, plus the I'm going to be waiting to see, you know, how much Tyrod Taylor is going to play for the Giants yeah. you know, behind Daniel Jones. Um, if, if Taylor's going to play more, then maybe I'll back off, you know. But I, you know, I'd love to see more Davis Webb than Tyler Taylor, <laughs> Tyler Taylor out there. But uh, uh, Brian Hoyer for the Patriots, you know, he's he's a pro's pro. Uh, he's going to get the job done. And uh, the, the Bailey Zappi from uh, Western Kentucky. I enjoyed uh, watching him in his college career, so I wouldn't mind having him in the garbage time for the Patriots. Oh, not at all. And that could be a, a way, a reason to like the over, maybe, because uh, we know that Bailey Zappi likes to fire the football all over the field. All over the field. Uh, I'm right. curious about the Patriots, though. You know, Bill Belichick is not no coordinators, right? He doesn't name not naming official coordinators. Um, it's the first year in a long time without Josh McDaniels there, so. I'm interested to see what this Patriots offense looks like, and I don't know if we're going to get a true look of it maybe here early on in the preseason, but it's one of the more intriguing things for me with this team going into this season. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the intangibles there. I mean, I'm kind of thinking that, you know, based on what you said, you know, Bill Belichick might want to, you know, prove that he can do it without coordinators. Sure, sure. He might might actually be a little more focused uh, than he is in the preseason or – Early, early in the regular season. Although you know, preseason he is forty nine and thirty six over, overall in his career. So uh, that's you know that's better than a lot of coaches. <laughs> so uh, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, John Harbaugh is the gold standard for preseason. He's forty and twelve. Uh, Sean McDermott of the Bills is ten and five in the, in his relatively short career. So yeah, there there are some coaches you can definitely look at that that do take the preseason more seriously. Speaking of Harbaugh, is it an auto fire on the Ravens on Thursday after 20 consecutive preseason wins? <laughs> uh, they are laying, uh, what is it, four now? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, again, I'm not, I'm not going to lay it, but uh, <laughs> I, I, wouldn't talk anyone, I wouldn't talk anyone off of it. It's amazing. Yeah. If you've bet against the Ravens in the preseason the last four years, uh, you are not doing too well. Um, final thing, when, when you are watching some of these preseason games, uh, you mentioned the Giants and, and their storylines, the Patriots and, and things going on. Any other maybe quarterback battle or coach storyline that you're looking forward to over the next three weeks? Yeah, I'm, I haven't really 
focused on any. I'm kind of waiting to see what the coaches are saying this week about how they're handling uh, their the rotations. Uh, usually, usually we hear that uh, like Monday, Tuesday. Uh, hopefully by Tuesday, so I can put it in my point spread weekly column this week. But uh, yeah, and there there haven't been any that have to- totally jumped out at me. I know I know you mentioned the uh, was it the Raiders backup job you thought might. Uh, mm-hmm. But it might might be one. Yeah, it's one already. <laughs> after right, one, after right. one game, and they're winning the Super Bowl, right? Because that's because that's what happens after week one of the preseason. You, the team <laughs> is going to win the Super Bowl. Dave, appreciate the time as always, and uh, we'll be following along for your column. All right, thanks a lot. Good luck, everybody. There is our very own Dave Tooley, senior reporter here at Vsin. Follow him on Twitter at View from Vegas. Let's get the view from the uh, other side of the counter. Coming up next, our good friend Dwayne Colucci, the uh, sports book director at the Rampart Racing Sportsbook over there, will uh, join us, get his thoughts on possibly the New York Mets winning the National League and getting to some preseason football as well. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's The Look Ahead here on Visa. And all of our podcast options. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of the look ahead is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke free and spit free satisfaction. I don't know about you, but there have been times in life where I needed to make a change, I just wasn't ready yet. I'm sure a lot of smokers and dippers out there can relate. Zinn understands there isn't just one time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. So whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zinn will be there for you with the right strength, the right flavor at the right time. If you're thinking about making a change and want to learn more today, check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on VSIN. Joining us now from the Rampart Casino, we welcome in Sportsbook Director Dwayne Colucci. And Dwayne, uh, earlier in the show, I talked about the New York Mets. After watching Jacob DeGrom strike out 12 of the first 17 batters he faced, uh, I'm looking at this team and thinking there's no better bet to make to win the National League than backing Scherzer and DeGrom in the deadliest one-two combo that we have in Major League Baseball now. Yeah, definitely. And we're seeing a lot of action, I'll be honest with you, Scott. But, uh, you know, DeGrom is amazing. We know the talent he brings to the table. And now to be healthy and Max Scherzer down the stretch. And they have some really good, uh, you know, release pitches at times you know Lugo is serviceable at times they have a great closer and definitely they're getting what they needed out of Vogelbach and the additions they made so the Mets are definitely going to be tough and at the Rampart in South Point right now to win the NL pennant they're only plus 275 so think about that they're now chasing the Los Angeles Dodgers who were 21 and 5 in July I mean, what a team this is. And they have dominated the Padres. And now the Padres made the acquisitions, and the Dodgers are still.
still spanking them. So uh, I'm just anticipating, Scott, a great NL possible pennant matchup to go to the World Series of the Los Angeles Dodgers and the New York Mets. And the Mets definitely bring a lot to the table. They're playing at a fabulous level right now. I believe they're 70 and 39. What an incredible record. I'll be honest with you. I did not think they would be this powerful. But now with the Grom coming back and possibly, uh, you know, like we said, that one-two punch when you get into a playoff series, that's so important. And it may even be better than what the Dodgers could bring to the table. Even if Bueller and uh, May and those guys get back, you still have DeGrom and Scherzer. And if they're healthy, that's unbelievable. 12 strikeouts today, like you said. He was dominating and, uh, you know, showing flashes of brilliance. The Braves only had two hits. Yeah, and now that gap in the National League East is six and a half games. Um, You mentioned plus 275 over at the Rampart in the South Point. If these two teams, which we expect to be on a collision course, if these two teams match up in the NLCS, do you think the price would be less than that on the New York Mets? Uh, Because they're going to be underdogs to the Dodgers, but do you think it'll be shorter than plus 275? Yeah, definitely. If they make it to that round, I would say definitely the Dodgers would be about 250. So in that range, maybe 270. You know, I would rein it in a little because the Mets are just a fabulous, like I said, they have this awesome pitching staff, some great relief, Lindor, Alonzo, great players. They make great acquisitions. So it depends on how the season rounds out and how healthy the Dodgers are as well. You know, they definitely have to have beds healthy. They have to get some of the pitching back. So it all depends. You know, it's hard to look into the future, Scott, mm-hmm. when you have all these injuries and a lot of games left to play. But by far, these two teams look like the superior talents. But if San Diego gets going, you know, the acquisitions they made, and I couldn't believe that Milwaukee gave up Hader that easy. Uh, you know, I, I just I don't understand a team in a, a drive that now has fallen behind St. Louis would give up a player of that quality. We knew that Soto was getting shopped, and San Diego definitely gave up a lot of prospects. Don't get us wrong for him and Bell. But eventually they have to get hot, and they're going to be in the playoffs because of the wild card. You have that expansion, and it's still a long way out. So it's tough to gauge how far ahead the Dodgers would be of the Mets, or if the Mets even surpass them if they continue to win at this level and the Dodgers ever fall into a losing pattern. Yeah, and the Dodgers are still waiting to see uh, any injury updates on Walker Bueller, uh, Kershaw right. on the men now. So we'll see what happens with that rotation if it gets healthier come uh, September and October. It, you mentioned the Padres and obviously the trade acquisition and this series, man, pff, the Dodgers just showed them why they are still the kings of the West, right? Despite everyone being in love with the Padres after the trade deadline. Did you see a lot of action coming in on the Padres after the acquisition of Juan Soto earlier this week? Yeah, definitely. You could see a little momentum going with the public, and they were trying to back them. You know, not as severe, because we know the Dodgers are the fan favorites out here in Las Vegas, and everybody loves the Dodgers, especially the way they're playing and rolling. And that streak is incredible. What is it, uh, 20 out of 22, Scott, Mm. against the Padres? They dominated them. So it's hard to get a lot of backing. Still no, Soto has to get acclimated. Bell has to get acclimated. But we saw a little more, uh, you know, Padre wagers on the parlays and so forth. Not as much, uh, you know, full force Dodger action. A lot of swaying going back and forth. But still, the Dodgers are the, the, the shop favorite as well as the Yankees. And that series definitely helped us a little across the counter because the Cardinals were able to dominate and really sweep the Yankees, which was uh, definitely a shock. 
Mm. You starting to get concerned about the Yankees with the way that they've been playing lately? Uh, well, you know, I definitely uh, I think they had to come back down to earth a little. We know they have some pitching liabilities, but, uh, you know, Stanton isn't really healthy. You're seeing guys go out. Gallo sat out last night, and uh, definitely he has a back injury. Uh, not Gallo, I'm sorry, Rizzo. So, yeah, you know, they're definitely going to have their peaks and valleys. The Yankees are a weird team. They flow off their hitting, and if they're not really hitting the ball, which the Cardinals were able to establish some good pitching other than today, it becomes difficult for them to win, and Aaron Boone is going to have to make adjustments. I mean, guys like Hicks, they're not always proven. They definitely fall into some uh, definite uh, slumps, and the pitching has to elevate and start to dominate, Scott. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, Montas made his debut today, obviously did not go well, and the Cardinals finish off a sweep of the Yankees, who are uh, in a little bit of a tailspin right now. Dwayne, uh, preseason football kicked off last week with the Hall of Fame game. This week, uh, we get into the official start of week one of the preseason. What's the preseason handle like for you guys over there? Well, it was great, the opening game, because you had the Las Vegas Raiders involved. But, uh, you know, we definitely see increased handle anytime football is involved, Scott. So it's a great thing. I love it from my perspective from behind the counter. We're definitely going to see heightened handle as opposed to the baseball, which is pretty much the only sport that's going on. So it's great, a breath of fresh air, definitely welcome. And uh, I'm surprised, you know, like you were touching upon earlier on, you got the Ravens with 20 in a row, and we (laughs) opened. at five, and now it's down to four. So we're seeing the public have, you know, an opinion. So I love this. And definitely the NFL is a warm welcome at any sportsbook. Any director will tell you, Scott. So I'm loving it. I can't wait for uh, the games, the giant games, Giants one and a half at the Rampart and South Point against the Patriots. But always remember, you have to, uh, you know, look at the backups, look at the guys that are trying to make the active roster and get off that practice squad that's how you handicap the preseason don't put all your eggs in one basket always check out who's healthy who's holding out on contracts that's very important you already saw Harbaugh said Lamar Jackson will not play the opening week I don't think he's going to play week two either I'll be honest with you so uh, watch those uh, news wires and the social media Scott that's how you handicap the preseason how big of a challenge has it been with the way that the preseason has changed over the past several years, you know, there used to be a time where, you know, the starters played a quarter in week one, they'd play a half in week two, they'd play into the third quarter of week three, and then week four, it was all the backups. Now, with the way that the preseason has changed, the way that practices have changed, we don't, we might not see any starters in the preseason ever again. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's because of the contract basis, how much value that a quarterback means to a team, a starting running back, a starting wide receiver. You don't want to see injuries. Injuries are definitely more prominent in this game nowadays. So it's all about money. I'll be honest with you, Scott. And that's why you're seeing a lot of guys hold out. Plus, you have contract situations like I spoke about. Guys don't want to get injured and diminish their value on a potential contract. So definitely it goes to the money factor. It has changed drastically over the last 10 years, it's been amazing. You know I'm around for the longest time, so (laughs) I've seen 20 years how the preseason has gone. And like you said, you used to see quarterback battles. 
definitely starting position battles, but now that's the thing of the past. Most of the starters are established. They're making big money contracts, and you don't want to see them get hurt. And definitely, uh, you know, you're seeing it already in practice with some of those teams. The Giants, they lost a key offensive lineman that they just drafted. Mm-hmm. And these guys are getting hurt in practice, Scott. So you have to equate that. And you can't really risk it in a preseason full contact game. Nope. Dwayne, appreciate the time and the insight as always, my friend. We'll talk again soon. Yeah, definitely, Scott. There Thanks he is. For having me on. Dwayne Colucci from the Rampart Race and Sportsbook. I'm Scott Seidenberg. More on the NFL preseason coming up next, right here on The Look Ahead on VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Um, slash store. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. College Football Guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VSIN All Access subscriber. Sign up early, and for a discounted $175, you'll receive the college and pro football betting guides along with full VSIN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VSIN has to up your betting game. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The NFL preseason is so different now (laughs) than what it used to be. I talked about it briefly with uh, Dwayne Colucci and uh, others uh, over the past, you know, several days as we had the start of the preseason with the Hall of Fame game and then coming up this Thursday, the official start of week one of the NFL preseason. But back in the day, and I say back in the day, it really hasn't only been a few years since this has all changed. But starters used to play in the preseason. This was the time where you got ready for the season. You had your starters play maybe the first quarter of game one. Starting quarterback would play like a quarter. 
And then in week two of the preseason, they might play the first half. In week three of the preseason, that was the final dress rehearsal. That was the closest you would get to a regular season game. Starters would play the entire first half, and then maybe like a series into the third quarter because you wanted them to kind of get the practice of going into the locker room at the break, coming out of the locker room, warming up for the second half, starting and playing in the second half, and then they wouldn't play, and then the, the, the reserves would play the rest of the second half. And then week four of the preseason was for the backups, and the backups to the backups, and to round out your roster. Not just round out your roster, but also take a look at other teams and see which players are going to get cut that you could eventually pick up for your team, maybe put on the practice squad or whatever. That's the way the preseason traditionally used to work. And then somewhere down the line, the idea of playing starters in the preseason just went bye-bye. And perhaps, like Dwayne said, it could have to do with the contracts and the major investments that you have in these players and you don't want anybody to get hurt during the preseason because it completely affects your, your regular season. Although sometimes it could affect your regular season for the positive. Remember, Trent Green got hurt in the preseason. Kurt Warner takes over. Greatest show on turf, Super Bowl. I get it. You invest so much money into these players that you don't want them getting hurt in a meaningless game. So there's limited contact in practice. They don't play in the preseason. And what winds up happening is you get sloppy football for the first couple of weeks of the regular season. And it takes these teams now a couple of weeks to get into the rhythm and the uh, comfortability of the regular season. Bill Belichick, for years, the Patriots would, I don't want to say struggle, but stumble a bit in the first three, four weeks of the regular season. He almost would treat those first four weeks like a preseason. And then you go through the grind of the regular season. And you know what? Adding an extra game to the regular season also changes things. Adding a playoff team changes things. Teams now can afford to use the first couple of weeks of the regular season to get into it, to kind of work things out. And I also believe that there's so much information out there now. Every team has a just a, an entire department dedicated to scouting and to analytics and to film work. And now with all the advanced technology that we have, with the, uh, you know, the, the, like in baseball, you would have the stat cast. In football, they have uh, all that, a, you know, AWS stuff where they can really calculate everything and do the, you know, spin the, the camera around and give you a 360 view of what's going on on the field. And this player's top speed was this, and they took this route to get to a tackle or whatever. There's so much 
information in the preparation for a football game that I believe that now coaches and teams don't want to show anything in the preseason. They don't want to give anything away. They want the first time they play you in the regular season to be as big of a surprise as it could be. Because it's all about deception. It's all about not showing what you have. So that's why there's no game planning in the preseason. You go out there, you try to do some things. And yeah, you might show show on film a two-point conversion play or two. Because, like, you'll talk about that with the other team. Like, you know, you'll talk with the other coaches. Like, hey, listen, uh, I got to work on two-point conversions with my team. So when we score our first touchdown, we're going to go for two. Like, these are the things that happen during the preseason. You kind of talk about these things with the other coaches. Um, So maybe that's something that you put on film. But other than that, there's not many plays that we're going to see in the preseason where you're going to look at what that play was, write it down, watch it over and over again, and identify it and say, hey, in the regular season, I that's that's what I got. A lot of it is just reaction. A lot of it is um, kind of going through the motions and getting comfortable with where your teammates are and what everyone's responsibility is on that given side of the of, of the ball. For the defense, it's not there's not a lot of complex schemes or blitzes. It's more reactionary. It's more about shedding your blocks and making the tackles in the preseason as opposed to hey, we're going to stunt this way, we're going to disguise this blitz, we're going to disguise this coverage and really try and tr- fool the quarterback and, and and not show anything. That's not what we get in the preseason. So I think you got to be cautious. Is the NFL preseason beatable? Can you bet on it? Yes. There are things you there are advantages you can find, especially if you know what backups are playing what backups are not playing, starters that are playing, starters that are not playing, how how seriously a coach is taking the game rather than just seeing what's on his roster. There are advantages you can find. But I think you have to be cautious because it's all about gathering information and taking that information into the regular season. The teams that maybe play harder in the preseason that show that they care about it, that go through a little more of a uh, you know a cleaner look. They don't look sloppy. They look more organized. Those teams will probably start out the regular season on a positive note rather than the teams that are just playing backups and third stringers and fourth stringers that look pretty sloppy to start the, the in the preseason. In the regular season, that when the starters in, are in there, I don't know how sharp they're going to look. So we haven't really seen it together. You know, and uh, there are certain teams that, yeah, you're not worried about it. I'm not worried about Derek Carr or Devontae Adams developing a chemistry for the Raiders. Those guys played in college together. I'm not worried about that at all. But 
for other teams with new head coaches, with new offensive systems, I'm a little intrigued. And I need to see it first before I can bet on it. And if I'm not going to see it in the preseason, I don't know how confident I'll be in backing those teams in the regular season. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Plenty more football to get into as well as Major League Baseball. Short slate on Monday, but we'll have plenty to dive into in the futures market as well. This is The Look Ahead with me, Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.